So Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18, reads as follows. It says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Uh, the thought that I want to give this uh, text today is private practice. Uh, private practice. Um, the interesting thing about uh, this time of year um, is that most folks who uh, have been believers for any amount of time uh, take the opportunity during Lent to fast. Um, I have to admit uh, that I am guilty of it in the past, uh, that when I chose to fast, I made a big deal out of whatever thing it was I chose to give up. Um, it was very obvious that I had given something up. I would walk around moaning and groaning and uh, to the point where somebody would say, oh, you, you must be fasting. Yeah, oh my gosh, I just, you know, I, I gave beef and I just, uh, right? I, I, I did the opposite of what the text said. And part of the reason why I think that I did it, if, I'm, if, I, if I take a look at myself, uh, is because there was some, some, some sort of, uh, I don't know, glory or acknowledgement or some uh, semblance of holiness that I got from people knowing that I was fasting. And to that extent, I missed the entirety. Uh, because if you read the entirety of chapter 6 that starts off with uh, Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray, uh, what Jesus is doing is challenging and encouraging disciples, that there are aspects of their, their life and their relationship with him uh, that need to be done in private. There are these private practices that I like to call them. There's aspects of your faith that you do out loud, right? We do community together. We worship together. There is nothing wrong with public prayer. Uh, but what Jesus is challenging in this text is the part of us uh, that likes to practice, thing, pub, practice things publicly, uh, not for the sake of the glory of God, but for the sake of our own glory and us being uplifted. And so just thought of private practice came to me uh, as I was thinking about some words to share with you this evening, because I know that there are probably several of us in this room uh, who are fasting, but what I want to encourage you to do is ask yourself why. Because I think that for many of us, we've been believers for so long, we just do it, right? Oh, what are we giving up for Lent? Oh, you know. And it's just habit. It's habitual. But does your fasting, does your private practice still have the same power and meaning that it had when you first started? Is it something that will really challenge you and something that, that, that removing this thing from your life will draw you closer to God because it's that difficult for you to give it up? Some things that we do become so 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They they become so ordinary in our life that it doesn't really feel like a fast. And part of the time that we take in fasting and sacrificing, and even in this season of Lent, as we um, are reminded when we impose the ashes later uh, about our dependence on Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, uh, the reminder that we came from dust and to dust that we will return is our need for Jesus Christ. And so if that thing that you have chosen over this season uh, does not make you have to pray harder to make it through these next 40 days, uh, if you don't find yourself regretting that this is the thing uh, that you felt like you were led to, I want to challenge you to something else. Uh, Because we do this not just to do it, but we do it to become closer to God. And it's the same with all of our private practices, right? And I believe that the meaning and the strength from it uh, actually comes from the fact that we are practicing these things in private regularly. Uh, If the only time we pray is on Sunday morning, then our prayer life needs to be strengthened. If Lent is the only time that we fast during the year, then let this be the year that Lent is just the first time you fast of many times in the year. Uh, The hope then is that as we sacrifice, as we grab hold to Jesus, whatever that thing may be, if you're giving up chocolate, if you're giving up TV, if you're giving up social media, that in those moments where you find yourself uh, being drawn to the thing that you have removed, that you find yourself in a posture that you're praying, that you're getting closer, that you're leaning on God in a way that this particular thing has kept you from doing. What's your private practice? As we sit, I want you to think about what does my private relationship with Jesus Christ look like? When I'm at home and none of my church family is around, does my private practice match my public persona? Am I as holy and private as I am in public? Is there a difference between what people see when I walk out of my home and what my family sees? Use this opportunity to draw closer to Jesus. The song says, oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. As we look toward the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, my challenge for all of us as we join in this Lent season together is to strengthen our private practice life to whatever places that we can say, whatever thing that popped up in your head and say, well, you know what, this thing could use some work. Work on that thing. Because I'm sure that all of us, if we're being honest with ourselves, there are some aspects of our relationship with Jesus that need some strengthening. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It just is what it is, the... uh, Difficulties of life, the business of life often get in the way, but I encourage you that if you're a person that plays for five minutes, stretch it to 10. 
If you're a person that only reads scripture during Sunday morning service, add an extra day. Draw closer. Uh, the whole purpose of discipleship. And if you see that in this text in chapter 6, the whole Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was really uh, laying out a foundation of discipleship for his disciples. He was challenging them to pray. He was challenging them to fast. He was challenging them to be better. He was saying, like, hey, you have heard these things are true, but I call you to be greater. I call you to higher. I call you to deeper. I call you to more. In this season of Lent, you are being called to more. You are being called to deeper, to deeper relationship with Christ. And I believe if we take the opportunity to really allow ourselves to be discipled in a deeper way, that we'll see it play out in all aspects of our life. So my question remains. What are your private practices? What do your private practices look like? There's one more thing that I want to do before, and, you know, Pastor Kelly and Josiah can make their way up here. Uh, But we know that the white linen on the cross symbolizes the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so over the next few weeks, if you remember, we put this up here, Resurrection Week last week. And now we're taking it out. The other one's too big. (laughs) As we think about Jesus Christ's journey, that long, lonely journey. Let us take these next weeks to be contemplative about the painful reality of Jesus Christ's mission on earth. There will be time to celebrate, but let us sit in the uncomfortable darkness in the reality of what's to come. Let's pray.